let's give this a try. Don't know where things are going to go, but uh, yeah, this is my first podcast. Never thought I'd be doing this, but it's a pretty exciting time to be doing this. Uh, my name is Nick Percent. I'm a petroleum geologist and been in the oil and gas business for over 16 years now. It's been a exciting, fun, uh, challenging at times, but uh, we need to discuss some politics that are going on and this unusual uh, world that we're currently living in. And what is usual? I don't know anymore. Maybe you do. Um, right now, I have no guests. going to get started on this. Uh, try to have a little fun with it at first, but uh, yeah, I don't know um, what we can discuss right now. Well, I do know what we can discuss. One, oil. Two, uh, gas. And then three, basically, uh, uh, what what's happened uh, over this last cold snap that we had and everybody bouncing up and down in their chairs saying uh, climate change, uh, it's starting uh, we don't know where it's where it's going to go, uh, but we do need to discuss how things rapidly get out of control. And I, you know, like all engineering disasters, uh, it isn't just one one thing. It's multiple things, multiple failures. And uh, this isn't uh, trying to point fingers, but unfortunately, we need to start getting some things uh, kind of accounted for here. Uh, <clears throat> the unique thing about being in this industry. Uh, the oil industry, uh, global, it is now, uh, has been for quite some time, uh, the uniqueness of the system in which it runs. Uh, people use it every day, uh, talking politics in such a thing, and people trying to make uh, decisions based off of non-facts but of emotions. And it's good to a point to have a feeling to have something tied to. That's why it's like trying to tie it to a picture. Uh, yes, you have families, you have memories and things and that. And that's, that's all great. But when it comes down to the brass tacks, uh, people want their energy and they want it now. And not only that, they want it cheap. <clears throat> and they also don't want to have interference from government coming in and saying, hey, we're going to kill this, we're going to do that, we're going to force this upon you. Because that's not exactly how... The free market system works. Uh, we've gone away from that where uh, this be-all, end-all uh, U.S. government, it's great in parts, it's failing in others, uh, it's oversweeping powers that it's trying to uh, push upon you, me, uh, everybody else that we know in trying to basically control you. And it's from taxes, it's to... Uh, your friends that you know, they're trying to get in and manage every system part of your life. And it's not how things work. Um, to keep moving forward on this, I don't have a list of things in front of me. Uh, I was up all night last night just thinking of ideas, jotting some things down. But in this show, <clears throat> it's going to kind of branch out and uh, kudos to people who have been engineering and pioneering uh, scientists. But not only that, uh, listening to radio talk show hosts throughout my years, of, uh, you know, you think you can do this, but it's pretty difficult. Uh, but it's fun. It's challenging. Uh, we need to step back and look at the big picture. Uh, the, the biggest thing I want to discuss right now is, one, everybody jumping up and down, uh, the Texas grid failure. What failed? Everything failed. 
having green energy in the windmills is fine when you're in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect world. And if we don't have reserve energies and we use natural gas, Texas does, to uh, for its feedstocks to the gas plants, wherever they might be, across the great state, people who managed the system knew weeks ahead of time that there was going to be a cold spell. Not just, oh, it's there. Now what are we going to do? Everybody pull, jump up and down, run around, and then point the fingers. And then, of course, Abbott's coming out and saying, we're going to do an investigation. That That's all great. That's all going to leave a lot of, of course, bureaucracy at the footsteps of where we think we're going. Uh, the, the biggest thing is not being prepared. And uh, as I mentioned before, being prepared is kind of what we do as scientists. you got to be able to ask questions, and that's the other key thing that we've gotten away from is asking questions. If you ask a question, you're automatically labeled. Uh, that's not the society I grew up in. People don't like to be challenged anymore because no longer are they playing sports, uh, being interjected in. They're creating their own little false worlds where everything is some kind of utopia. And that utopia only works when people have money in their pockets and uh, have cheap and free access, not free access, but access to energy. And that's whether it's gasoline or natural gas, oil, coal, whatever. Yes, the climate has always changed. It will always change. It's never going to be locked in one specific temperature. And they could sit there and say droughts, uh, hurricanes are stronger. You have politicians running around thumping their chest saying, uh, yes, I have multiple SUVs when they're in Michigan. And then when they fly out to Washington, D.C., I hate SUVs. We need to get rid of them. It's just all depends on who they're talking to. Uh, and that's a shame because they make policy. And the policy that they make, unfortunately, hurts the standard American. And I, I, I'm kind of tired of the word average American. <clears throat> I think we're, we're all way above average. We're not only excelling at what we're trying to do each and every day, uh, the mix and blend of politics has created a unique situation where we need to have grounded truths. And this utopia, this dream of creating uh, uh, an energy source out of thin air doesn't exist. Yeah, cold fusion could be on the way. It might already exist. Who knows? It's also the same fallacy that Exxon has purchased the 100-mile carburetor, all the patents, and uh, has it shelved somewhere. It's, it's the same premises on that, that nobody else can ever come up with anything else. It's all locked away, and the geniuses that are currently trying to interject themselves in today's politics from the Bill Gates telling us that we need to have synthetic foods uh, is lunacy. When you become a multi-billionaire, what drives your thought process is your money. You think that because you have the money, you can expound upon everything and tell people what they need to be doing. Except for me. As I fly around on my jet, use my computer, I forget. 
my laptop right here still uses recycled electrons generated down by the gas plant four miles away from my house. It's great. I'm glad it's there. <clears throat> but if it's not there, we're going to have major problems. And it wasn't there when we needed it. And why wasn't it there? Uh, multiple failures. And I keep going around and around in circles because I'm trying to grab a bunch of things for today's discussion. But I think it's even more broad than uh, what people lend it to be. And just like the economists that make decisions, they aren't in the private sector making millions of dollars. Unfortunately, they're tied into some kind of government entity sitting there telling me or you that, hey, this is important. We need to... Uh, heed what's going on, just like in most cases, people who make decisions or, you know, we have Facebook, we have all these social platforms, uh, including myself, where I can sit there and point fingers at the people of uh, the Texas grid and say, hey, these are your problems. Uh, people on the inside do know more, without a doubt, but since I'm kind of tied into this industry, it's kind of obvious on certain things like going out to the rig and uh, say there's a bluey line and there's gas blowing out of it and all the hands are running around uh, on the floor. Well, it just wasn't one circumstance that set that whole thing off. And uh, as an observer, what's going on, stepping back with kind of a geologic and scientific approach to things, uh, it's kind of easy to connect the dots. It's follow the ball, um, chase the ball, watch sports, whatever it is. It, it's great to play sports, but it's also mind-numbing at the same time because as just as hard as you are working in your job, government is working just as hard to figure out a way to get into your pockets, whatever that might be. And one way to do that, as I mentioned before, is control. <clears throat> the... Uh, Failure of the grid, uh, both at the uh, Southwest Power Pool, of what was happening uh, here in Oklahoma and down in Texas, uh, was, yes, a very unique set of circumstances. But they have politicians running around saying, hey, because of this uh, climate change, uh, we need to have more green energy to support, to offset these changes of drastic uh, consequence. These consequences are more readily available and seen, one, because uh, there's more people, two, everybody seems to have a camera, and that's on their cell phone, so they can take snippets, uh, snips, snapshots of whatever it might be going on, so therefore it becomes more of an emotional tie of what has actually happened. Uh, when government does fail, and that was evident uh, with uh, the horrific accident, and for those that lost their lives there in north of Fort Worth, uh, that was not a good deal. There are people in Chicago <clears throat> that do drive around on the roads, testing them to make sure that things are good, to make sure that the roads can stay open. Where was TxDOT? Where were those people? Uh, up north, they have plows running around, salt trucks, slowing traffic down. No matter what. And the first thing to ice over is the bridge. And they all point fingers at one thing. Oh, well, the ice. Well, yeah, that was a precursor of events to happen across Texas. 
And I'm glad Texas is independent, has its own grid. Uh, people are blaming uh, walking the feds haven't stepped in. That's the problem, is people assuming that the federal government is going to be there to help them in a time of need. Yes, they will be in hurricane situations and NOLA, New Orleans, whatever it might be, uh, horrific earthquakes, whatever. Yes, I'm glad they are there. But for people to instantaneously turn to them as if there's, there's some kind of savior, they aren't. They weren't there to put propane in my gas tank. Uh, they aren't there uh, when my electricity goes out. They're only there uh, when they can, what seems to be anymore, an opportune time for when people are in crisis or under duress to say, we're here, we've created this soft and cozy net for you to fall in. And uh, like Ronald Reagan said, the, the, the most terrifying words that anybody from government can say is, I'm from government and I'm here to help. That is scary unto itself. Because it hasn't happened and nor does it happen. Because as they're helping you, they're trying to figure out a way to get to you, to get at you. And it's unfortunate because that's not what the Founding Fathers wanted our U.S. government to be. But it has morphed into that. Why has it morphed into that? And there's so many questions and it's not going to be covered in this podcast, unfortunately, but I think it, it, they, it creates a lot of avenues in which to discuss and which, to, uh, which roads to go down. The follow-up on the grids is still important. It's funny that when there is no problem, there's, there, there, there's nobody, you know, there's, there's no issues, but just like one of these old IT computer guys I used to work with, uh, he goes, you only call me when I have a problem. Well, yeah, when things are running smooth, there's no issues. When things are not working, uh, the computer's failing or the, you know, just like in your car, if, uh, if you throw a rod, you're not going to say, oh yeah, I'm just going to bring my car into the mechanic just for him to look at it today and make sure that I have my windshield still on. Yeah, it's still there. But people don't fix things that are not needing to be fixed. When they are fixed, there's no problem. Everything runs smooth. This needs to be fixed. The grid system. These independent groups are great to have because, one, they are independent. Two, when they have no accountability and they all of a sudden start resigning, what does that indicate? One, to me, it tells me that these people are hiding in these positions to begin with. They don't have a backbone to stand up. And where are they during this time of crisis? You have politicians talking when power's going out. They aren't the people to be talking to. The people that need to be talking to are uh, TXU, uh, OG&E, uh, the linemen, the people that are actually doing the work so that way people know what's going on. Politicians have interjected themselves as some kind of buffer between you and what the reality is. They aren't the mouthpiece of what actually is going on. After all, when they sit there in D.C., they make their own policy. Look at the bureaucracy that I created. Look at the laws that I've created. Is, aren't I doing a good job? I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. It's turned into such a, a fiasco that... It's mucked up 
the, the, the direction. And the reason why it's mucked up is because there's more people involved. There's more agencies. There's more of this. we got to have another group to study that. Um, yeah, it's kind of a dog and pony show with what Abbott's going to do, but he has to do it. He has to CYA. And if he doesn't do that, you know, his, his uh, job is on the line. And it is. And it needs to be. Uh, he needs to be accountable for this. You know, he, he can appoint whoever he wants. But the thing is, he's going off of references for these positions to be filled in these grids, these uh, grid jobs, whatever they might be. And he can only make so many decisions. He, it's just like Ted Cruz going off to his vacation. So his vacation happened. What was he supposed to do? Run around, uh, fixing lines, restarting generators? That's not the job of a senator. What AOC did is 100 pure and political. I have money. I'm in Houston. Look at me. Let's point to that shower head. Uh, you know, whatever. For some reason, I, I don't know why. But it's all politics. Where'd that money come? Who's giving that money? And what they're trying to do is sway the politics in Texas so that way eventually it does flip Democrat. And if that happens, uh, it's going to be very tough for one because uh, there are lots of great people there, both sides. But Texas has an underlying attitude of that come and take it. We can solve our own problems. And they did up until the point of the grid failure. And when the grid failure did happen, they that mantra didn't work because the people that were hired on to run those positions, the grid managers, were there to hide. They had hidden for so long. They had done things in 2011 to address future issues. Winterizing should be done. Yeah, it's easier said than done. Uh, cost money. So I pay a little bit more per kilowatt hour to treat the take water for the generators. Whatever it might be, it, it needs to happen. It's not that, oh, we've never done this, we've never experienced this before, and we can't uh, understand why it's happening now. That comes from the idea of lax attitudes and not being proactive but being retroactive, it's like everything else across the infrastructure of the United States. Whether it's roads, pipelines, bridges, we only fix it when it's broke. Just like you, we only fix it when it's broke. And people going around beating their chest saying, we need to put in new infrastructure. Where's that money going to come from? Oh, it's going to come from your hardworking money to help support something that, hey, government's here to help. And what is it doing? It's not creating new roads. It's just repaving over the same stuff that's already been paved over. Look what I've done for you. It's, it's the senator that brings back the most money to his or her district. That's what people see for the schools, for whatever it might be. The, the pork, the, uh, the, the, the jobs, and the wide assumption that there's Money's for everybody. We can just print it. And that's part of this $1.9 trillion deal that the Democrats are trying to push through. It's, it's, it's a lot of pork. People do need it. And I, you know, there's certain things, but here it is. What's your, what's your value? 
uh, the U.S. government has placed your value at $1,400. That's $1,400. What is that going to do? That's not. That's that's a maybe a month of mortgage, maybe a month of rent. Uh, if you have a family, I, it's it's lunacy. People need their jobs. People need to go back to work. Uh, once again, it's the same people that work at these grids are the same people at the heads of the CDC, the, the, the WHO, the World Health Organization, government entities. It's, it's the same people who said uh, when there's a nuclear bomb back in the 50s to hide under your desk. These people, they still exist today, decades later. Why is that? It's, it's because people become complacent. They become comfortable and all the models that are generated are run in some kind of computer. They can run these Monte Carlo simulations multiple times to say, hey, look, we did this 10,000 times, whatever it might be. That doesn't solve the issue. How come all these models that were run didn't model this cold, that's cold snap coming through? Oh, wait, because the models were supposed to be 50 years out, 100 years out, 1,000 years out, whatever it is. They can't predict tomorrow. But somehow we're going to be able to model 100 years out. It's too dynamic. That's what makes the Earth great. It's a dynamic system. Nothing's static. If you want to say, say you're static, just put your feet in cement and stand there. But then again, you're going to be moving your arms, so you're still dynamic. It, it, the whole thing is lunacy. And it's built on a house of cards where everything seems to fit some kind of preconceived idea. What is that idea? Once again, that idea is belief that somehow somebody can manage it. It's whether the river is going to change direction from an earthquake in New Madrid. It did. Did people predict that? No. But it's possible. And when it does happen, people are surprised. It's just they don't understand because they aren't taught, they aren't challenged, and they aren't taking the next step to think critically. Common sense is out the window. And when common sense leaves, there's a vacuum created, and that is where your local, state, and federal government is trying to get into. It's that fleeting sense of common sense it's gone government's in therefore we they can be the conscience of what we are trying to accomplish and as i mentioned before uh i'm tired of the news media where it's nbc abc cbs telling me what i need to be doing they have lost the control of creating the narrative that they're wanting. There are too many podcasts, there are too many people doing independent things, and I do not need to get my inf source of information from those media outlets. Yes, I need to be plugged into what's going on globally, what's going on nationally, without a doubt. But when they come in and you have some reporter standing in front of, front of a substation by uh, Wichita Falls or Abilene or in Fort Worth or down in Houston, that presence that they think they have, they no longer have. And they can't compete against people 
who have independent thought. Yeah, I can take my own information from the Wall Street Journal and digest what I need it to be. There is unfortunately a, uh, uh, a gap in what we need to uh, fill for ourselves. Uh, there is a, a, a connect to certain radio talk show hosts. There is a certain connect between uh, anchors on TV, whatever it might be. Uh, but the hostilities and the overall approach to trying to cancel out a specific group or industry is not what the media should be doing. Let's cancel out oil and gas. Okay, you do that. Where are you going to be able to get your electricity to create your show? You're not. They aren't. That's, that's the fallacy of what we live in. And as these politicians go driving around as if they can be some kind of savior, which they aren't, they beat their chest. They have no more control over what happens than what I do in the government. But... I at least have an inside idea of what's happening in the U.S. oil and gas industry. It's great. It provides us our national security that we need. It creates the jobs that were never there. Why? Because people who think are creative, whether that's in your upstream, where you're actually actually drilling and gathering, or your midstream, where it's being shipped out. Downstream, where it's being refined and additionally shipped out. It's These jobs recall and call on natural resources and resources, human resources, to get these things done. Businesses that were created that were never created before. Uh making things better that people had never thought that they needed to do. The, the grinding wheel for the, uh, the pipeliner. Uh, certain companies go out and do intrinsic studies on certain angles at what works best to create that landing so that way when they weld that pipe together, it creates a better weld. There's always new inventions coming out. The thing is, is that is the human ingenuity. That's the drive, the, the, the want, the get up to, to want to be successful every day, each and every day, whether it's your personal life, your family life, whatever it might be. And if those are somehow interrupted and a great quote is living rent free in someone's mind is what the U.S. government has done. No matter where you go, these uh, they, they've interjected themselves. Remove Biden removing permits from the Keystone Pipeline. Pump stations were being built. Communities were actually looking at uh, this influx of people coming in uh, where it was remote. That's how jobs are truly created. It's not created sitting in uh, Silicon Valley. They are. They... <sighs> That's in a specific spot. These groups, uh, these jobs that did or don't exist, that are created by creative people, that's what Google was. That's what Apple was. That's what all these big corporations were. But now they've gotten so wealthy. You know how many Google phones I have? You know how many Apple phones I have? 
whatever it might be, zero. Uh, I have four software on my Motorola to make it work. Why is that? Because they become a monopoly. Just like when Rockefeller's uh, Standard Oil Company was broken apart in 1911, it was a monopoly. Why? Because he'd gotten so big and so powerful that he was actually controlling prices in its own way, but he wasn't. The, the ability to build empires is, to me, each and every one of our dreams, whether that's personal, whether that's financial, whatever it is, everybody has that desire because we are only here for a short period of time on this planet. Uh, we want to leave our mark. We want to do the right things, and we need to do the right things because we feel it's important, and it is it's self-fulfilling. We don't want to have hurdles. If you needed to create a refinery over 100 years ago, you just created it. It was done. Now you have to jump through all these hurdles, environmental studies, bonds, get a politicians on your side. It's become such a bureaucratic uh, workflow that most things don't happen. Ingenuity went to software, computers, because it, it wasn't easy. It was difficult, but it was a haven. It had never been tapped before, and that's where people have flocked to, and they are flocking. Software, it's going to be here. you got to learn to use it. Uh, people who don't utilize technology, it's going to pass them by, and that goes for the geosciences or whatever it might be. <clears throat> it needs to be, you got to stay with it, and if you don't, it'll just go right by you. Unfortunately, I can choose whether or not to use Google or Apple. Amazon or Facebook. If they went away and they're a trillion dollar company, what, how's that going to affect me? It isn't. And the stock market might go down. But if an Exxon, a Chevron, a small mom pop oil company are hindered from doing their job, there will be greater repercussion from those companies being gone than from an Apple or a Google being gone. Yeah. People may not be able to take their favorite video, photo, app, whatever. My favorite is still the toilet paper app on your phone. There's people out there that would use it, literally. Why would they use it? Because it's an app, and Apple told me to use it. Ugh. I don't know, folks. We're going to keep this going for as long as we can. Uh, there is much to discuss, and this is, like I said, my first um, podcast podcast. Uh, opened up a, a lot to discuss. I will have some guests on, uh, but it's going to be more or less me bouncing up and down on my chair with a list of hot topic buttons to discuss. Uh, we will go in greater, greater detail about the grid uh, later on. Uh, there's an increase in gas prices, and it's not just associated because Joe Biden decided to cancel the permits on Keystone. We all knew that once Trump had initiated Operation Warp Speed, things were going to happen relatively quickly. For each and every time that the media came out and said, you can't do that, well, he did. He got the ships there in New York. He got the uh, the vaccine going as fast as it can. It needs to be researched, and that's the thing. Science is dynamic. You must ask questions, and here we are 
people are getting more comfortable with the fact that we're going to have to live with COVID. It's going to be around. It's going to mutate just like the flu, whatever it might be. There's going to be something else that will happen in the future that we better be prepared for ourselves. This is just a step of having more people on a planet. And uh, just like others have said, the, the, for the human race to survive, we have to get off the planet. And we are, slowly. That evolution is going to happen. But in a thousand years' time, just think a thousand years' time, yeah, I won't be around. I wish I could be around to see it. <clears throat> the, the same people that are thumping their chests about climate change and you better, you know, you better stop doing what you're doing because you're killing the planet are going to be the same people that are saying interstellar travel or whatever it might be is disrupting the, the rotation of the universe. Whatever that might be, the same people will exist then. How will they handle it and how will we do things differently? And how are we going to be able to incorporate that into our lives going forward? It's going to be broad. It's going to be challenging. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this little podcast. It's, uh, it's a start. Got to go somewhere. Got to do something. Uh, sitting around and waiting for it to happen is not going to happen. If you don't make that phone call, you don't call that person, the answer is automatically no. You have to take it upon yourself to move it. Government is not going to say, yes, here we are. We got you that job. Those pipeliners where Joe Biden said, uh, you can just go get yourself another job is the same thing for people who are unfortunately on welfare. Go get yourself another job. It's there. It, it, it just it baffles me how disconnected these people really are. The economy is coming back. And that demand on oil products, transportation, your goods, whatever you need, is starting to reflect in the prices of what's going on globally. That's the thing. Oil is traded globally as a commodity where everybody needs it on the planet from whatever the transfer of <clears throat> building things in china no longer uh, they're still built here in the united states without a doubt but we want our stuff cheap so therefore we have to make it over there ship it back over here and i don't know of too many nuclear uh, shipping containers Maersk or whoever it might be i don't think they have nuclear shipping ships yet maybe they should i don't know but that's the only way they're gonna get across they're not going to put a giant windmill on that ship to go across the pacific and i digress but the the economy is coming back slowly demand is slowly starting to pick up uh futures traders are starting to say hey you, we might have 75 dollar oil in q2 Get ready for higher gas prices here in Oklahoma. They're all, almost up 75 cents from when Trump had left office. And I'm not tying oil prices to any president, but decision and policymakers can either lessen the price or increase the price. So <clears throat> going forward, I, I hope we have a positive 2021 uh, I think everybody needs to be a Boy Scout and a Girl Scout in their own way. Be prepared, whatever that might be for you and your family. It is necessary. It has always been necessary. 
not to go out and nest and hoard, but to be readily available and be able to move. You have to be dynamic yourself. And I know it gets more difficult as you get older. There's certain things that people can't do. But for those that can't help themselves, what's great about the human spirit, what's great about Oklahoma, great about Texas and other states, is people are willing to help other people out. And that was evident when the grid went down in Texas or had started to when they had rolling blackouts. People were helping one another. There wasn't looting. There wasn't shootings. There wasn't people going up in uh, mass chaos. Yeah, there was chaos. People were patient. People heated and needed what they needed to do. It's because it's a different culture in Texas than it is in California or New York. People in Texas do watch out for one another. Yeah, there is their skirmishes and all that. And no matter where it is, it's just what makes headlines. What's going to drive that for tomorrow? But the bottom line, be prepared, stay safe, and do what's best for you and your family. You figure that out. Use common sense. Don't let the government be your conscience. You be your own conscience. You, as the listener... Step up. I know you can. Do what you need to do, what's best for you and your family, and you'll find out you'll be very successful. All right, everybody. I appreciate you jumping in on today's podcast, my first. We'll see where this goes. I have no idea. The It's wide open. And uh, remember, onward and upward is only the way we can go. Thank you. Take care. And be safe.